Well, good morning. It's a beautiful day today, isn't it? Well, today I want to talk to you about a subject of being grateful. Being grateful. And the word gratitude, basically, means appreciation for the benefits received. And I would like to submit to you today that to be grateful, we need to put some action behind it. That I can be grateful in my heart, but it's not what our Master, our Lord, our Savior, Jesus Christ, wants totally. He wants us to definitely be grateful in our hearts, but he also wants us to put some action behind it, to show our gratitude. And I think uh, probably these days and times we have, uh, we're such in, in a hurry, and sometimes we don't show the gratitude that we should show uh, for the benefits that we have received. Now, I'm not talking today about the benefits that we receive from our job. Let's say uh, uh, you have health insurance, you uh, these things like that. That's good. But I'm talking about the benefits we receive from God and from others. Because I believe there are too many of us that forget to show gratefulness, don't show gratefulness, and it's not encouraging to the people who have shown those benefits to us. Let's take a case in point. Let's say that you're a, a, a father or mother here today, and uh, both, and you have a, a child, whether it be teenage, whether it be younger, whether it be um, young adults, whatever their age is, and they never say to you, thank you, mom. Thank you, Dad. Wouldn't it be great now? Wouldn't it be just great? Just picture now. You wake up in the morning, and it's not Father's Day. It's not Mother's Day. It's not birthday. It's not Christmas. It's not Thanksgiving. And your child comes and, and fix breakfast for you and say, and you say, well, what's the occasion? I just want to let you know how much I appreciate what you've done for me. I, want you, I, I just want you to know that I am thankful for what you have done for me all these years. You'll probably think, of course, you know. Uh, man, I might be wrong, but ha ha has that happened to you? Yeah. But I know you're grateful. I know you're thankful. But I'm saying, why don't we show it? Why don't we you know, uh, proclaim it. As Christians, we should. And even not yet saved, we should, because we have been benefited by many people. And so we're going to talk about that today. And if just in case you think that I'm a little off, and I can be grateful without saying anything. Yeah. Uh, I've heard people say, well, and when I tell them, you should be thankful for what I'm doing for you. Well, I didn't ask to be born. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. You're supposed to do those things. Mm. 
I should have left your diaper wet, you know? <laughs> really? Come on. Yeah. And, and thankfulness shouldn't end, should it? We should be thankful throughout the life of those people who have been um, uh, good to us, regardless of what we've done. And we'll talk about it a little bit more. Let's open the scriptures to Luke chapter 17, and we want to go to verse 11, and we want to see what God says about this thankfulness, whether he says that uh, when you have received a benefit, it doesn't matter whether you say anything or not. It doesn't matter whether you just believe it in your heart. I don't care. I'm going to do it anyway. Let's see what he says. Now, Verse 11 starts, while he was in, on the way to Jerusalem, he was passing between Samaria and Galilee. As he entered a village, ten lepers man, men, who stood at a distance met him. And they raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. That's what they were hollering. Now, of course, being lepers, they couldn't come close to people. So they were standing off a distance, so they were, they were yelling. Now, just to hear this statement, we, we automatically know that they knew and believed that he was the master. They knew he was capable of having mercy because they asked for it. They knew that he could benefit them. He knew, they knew that, they, that he could heal them. They knew that. So that's why they said, have mercy on us. So when he saw them, he said to them, go, show yourselves to the priests. Now, if you go show yourself to the priests, now he's going to verify your healing and, and going to certify the cleansing and all like that. They had things they had to do to cleanse them and all like that. Uh, you can read that in Leviticus uh, chapter 14. But that's what he told them to do. Now, that takes faith, doesn't it? They see no change. They are still standing at the distance. And he says, go, show yourselves to the priest. And they can say, well, why should I? Because you have done nothing for me. I don't want to look silly. I want to be healed, and then I'll go. No, you remember, they knew his capabilities. They knew, they knew that if he said something, he could back it up. So they went. And... As they were going, they were cleansed. Now, one of them, as 10 now, one of them, when he saw that he had been healed, turned back glorifying God with a loud voice. You know, like we were today singing, you know, before, sir, we were glorifying God with a loud voice. We're not quiet in here. We got loud voices in, loud. You know, just like in, you know, at, a, at a football game, at an event, we're going to holler. We're going to keep noise, aren't we? It's not a tennis match. You know, we're going we're gonna to keep noise. We're going to keep, 
We're going to keep ignoring. And he fell on his face at his feet. Oh, listen to these two words. Giving thanks to him. And he was a Samaritan. So that tells me that the other ones were Jews, probably. Look, look at verse 17. Then Jesus answered and said, I wonder, did he say, why did you come back? Why didn't you just go it on? I don't need anything. What did he say? Look what he said. Yeah. Were there not ten cleansed? But the nine, where are they? In other words, why are you the only one coming back? Verse 18. Was no one found who returned to give glory to God except this foreigner? You still stand up and, and go. Your faith has made you well. So that tells me that Jesus is expecting us to give thanks. He's expecting us to have an attitude of gratitude for what he does. Now, we're going to pause and switch gears a little because I want to introduce a song with some words and Lord Dunn is going to uh, dance to a song and I want you to listen to the words and it's going to introduce the rest of the message. So let's enjoy Laura as she dances.
And we want to use some of the words of that song because we have, uh, the song is by Jen Johnson. And uh, she, I believe, I would like to think, has such a heart for God and wants to know what can I do for you? What can I bring to you? What can I, you know, what, what, what can I, I'll dance a dance for you. I'll sing a song for you. What can I do? Because I'm so in love with you, and I, I'm thankful, and I want to give thanks to you. Just tell me what I can do. Well, let's talk about the gratitude here. And we're going to go right into some of those words and, and those things. Let's talk about gratitude. How can I be more grateful? How can I be more grateful? Well, I believe that the first thing is recognition. We're going to talk about two things, recognition and then response. The first thing, we need to recognize that we are human beings. We are humble. We are not the creator. We are creation. He created us. And he created us with needs. Our body speaks of that need. We need our limbs. We need the organs. We need everything. We are so wonderfully made, aren't we? And he put us together so that we'll need every part of his body. Then he puts us, he, he rebirths us and puts us in the body of Christ, and again, we need each other. 
We can't do without each other. I need you, you need me, we need all the... Without each other, we are missing incomplete what God intended. So in order to be grateful, I have to realize that I have to have an attitude of humility. I have to realize that I can't do this thing alone. So therefore, the people that come into my life, they are in my life to help me. And just think, none of us got to where we are today, sitting in here, this hour, this day, this date, without many people contributing. Many people contributed. So God wants us to start there that why don't you then recognize that? Why don't you tell these people how much you appreciate them? Why do you forget about those things? Because it's a, a proverb that says, says that don't forget your friend, don't forsake your friend, nor your father's friend. And I, I thought one time, so father's friend, what does it got to do with me? Well, it's because God wants to show still him appreciation through you because he was a friend of your father. See, the appreciation doesn't stop. I said, wow, that's pretty good. Let's turn to Ephesians, and let's see what God says. We want to go to Ephesians chapter 2, and we'll start in verse 1. Let's talk a little bit about what God has done. Because thankfulness needs to start there. It says, and you were dead in your trespasses and sins. That's all of us, in case you don't know. That's all of us. Not one of us were born without sin. Because we are from Adam, so it's impossible in which you formerly walked according to the course of this world, according to the prince of the power of the air. So we all were walking according to the prince of the power of the air, Satan and his uh, demonic influences. We were all walking according to them. Regardless of what you believe, we were all walking that way. Of the spirit that is now working in the sons of disobedience. So it's still the same. If, you, if, if anybody's not yet saved, it's still that same spirit they're walking in. Verse 3. Among them, we too all formerly lived in the lust of our flesh, indulging in the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath, even as the rest. This is, this is what God has done now to bring us out. But God, you know, oh, nice two words, isn't it nice two words? But God, I'm glad he didn't leave me the way I thought I was. Because yeah. I thought I was pretty nice. I'm glad he didn't leave you the way you thought you were because I think he thinks you're pretty nice too. You thought you were pretty nice. See, we're all a wretched. We're all a poor. We're all a naked. We're all, uh, uh, you know, just what are we? We're nothing, right? Before Christ, we're everything with Christ, aren't we? Yeah. But God being rich in mercy, just like the lepers, because of his great love, which he has loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ, by grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him and seated us with him 
in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the ages to come he might show the surpassing riches of his grace in kindness toward us in Christ Jesus. For by grace you have been saved through faith, and not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Now, you can't repay a gift, can you? I mean, it is a gift. What can we repay? What can we repay of the salvation of our souls? Tell me. No, no, no one can repay God for what God has done because you say, well, anybody could have done that. No, come on, you don't, you don't know the word of God. You don't know your theology. Come on. It, it takes all God and all man to be a savior. None of us fit the bill. <laughs> None. Nobody fit the bill. Okay? Except God. He's the only one that can do it. So therefore, he did for us what could not be done. Could not be done. And he says, I'm doing it as a gift. And we said, well, we're going to repay him. No, 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 no. There is no payback, no payback that can be made. None. No payback. But we can be grateful. We can be grateful. Let's go just a little further. Not as the result of works, so that no one may boast, so none of us can do anything to earn salvation. Just like Jen Johnson was saying in, in, in the words that she heard God saying, uh, you know, when she asked, what can I do, what can I give, what can I say to you, what can I sing a song, can I do a dance? No, I don't want you to do a thing. Just stay here a little longer. I want to spend time with you, basically. Now, we can't do anything that's going to repay God. There's no payback. But I say, I hear God saying that we can be grateful. We can show our gratefulness. Because he says that, for we are his workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for good works which God prepared beforehand so that we would walk in them. So I said, okay, this God, this is, this is so good. I can't repay you. But do you know there are people trying to repay God? Do you know people are trying to do enough to please God? You, can't, you don't have to do the please. God so loved the world that he gave. He didn't give because you look so nice. He, he, didn't, he didn't do that. Right? So therefore, you, you, can't, you can't repay him. He doesn't want you to do anything to try to repay him. Just be grateful. So there is no payback. There is no payback. Don't even try it. Let's look in Luke chapter 10. Uh, because sometimes we get into this mode and, and um, in Luke uh, chapter 10, it kind of is interesting here um, because in Luke chapter 10, we see a situation that, that arose here. And all of you know it. You, 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 you know it, but I want to just bring it out to you. And we'll be in verse 38. And it, now it's an account now of, of Jesus and, and two of the, his friends. Now, as they were traveling along, he entered a village, and a woman named Martha welcomed him into her home. 
She had a sister called Mary who was seated at the Lord's feet listening to his word. But Martha was distracted. And with all her preparations, and she came up to him and said, Lord, do you not care that my sister has left me to do all this serving alone? Tell her to help me. But the Lord answered and said, Martha, Martha, you are worried and bothered about so many things. Couldn't that be sometimes our epitaph? We are so busy. That's what will be probably uh, what modern English will write. We are so busy that we are not sitting at his feet. We're so busy that we're not listening to his words because he says, but only one thing, and only is not in the, in the Greek here, but let's read it. But one thing is necessary, for Mary has chosen the good part which shall not be taken away from her. And I say that sometimes we have a tendency to want to try to do, 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 do for God. And they are good things. I can do it. You can do it. But that's not what God's looking for. God's looking for us to be. Not to do, but to be. (laughs) And in order to be, we need to be before him. Because if you're before the Lord, he changes you. He changes you. You can't have an attitude of gratitude unless he changes you. So I said, okay, God. You said, there's no payback. There's no payback. But we can show gratitude. I want to have um, Eduardo come up, and I want him to give a, a, a little testimony, and I'm going to ask him questions, and he's going to answer the questions. I want you to um, welcome uh, Eduardo to the podium. giving you that mic now. I can tell them to cut it off. Okay. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to ask some questions like an interview. Uh, tell us a little bit about you, a little bit about why you're in Lynchburg. You know, uh, you look so nice. Yeah, my name is Eduardo, uh, and uh, I'm here with uh, my wife, Lucy, and my little one, Kaylee, she takes over there at the daycare. And uh, uh, we arrived here to Lynchburg uh, this past December. Uh, um, I'm a student at uh, Liberty University. I'm, uh, I'm in seminary. Uh, I'm studying for a Master's of Divinity, which will take approximately three years to complete. And uh, I'm, in my first, I'm in my first year now. Um, and that's the reason I'm here in Lynchburg, uh, just to uh, prepare for whatever the Lord has for me in the future. So how long have you been saved? Um, I was saved uh, in uh, 2008, three years ago. Um, You know, three years ago, I didn't even know what a seminary was. <laughs> <laughs> so how am I here? It's all through his grace because, honestly, I didn't even know. Uh, but somehow I got here. To, uh, Did you used to be in a service or anything like that? Yes. Uh, I spent 21 years in the Army. Uh, I joined the Army when I was 18 years old and uh, did a career uh 21 years serving Iraq a few times. And, uh, um, and that's, you know, as I look back now in my life, I can see how 
although it took me it took 37 years of my life to come, uh, for me to be saved I can see how God was preserving me along the way and he was taking care of me and he was directing my path without me even knowing for me to be here today uh, and you know and I know that now I'm in good hands because I'm walking under his will and uh, and that's that's what pretty much uh, I have learned from this experience is that for 36 years of my life, uh, I live on the perception that that I'm my own Lord, that I can do whatever I need to do for me to find my happiness. You see, that's a worldview that most of us, if if we're not Christians, are raised by. Okay, I came I came from Puerto Rico. We live in a culture not much different from here in America, which tells you you need to have this, this, this for you to be happy. And that's what we do. We go after those things to be happy. And then when we actually get to have a few of those things, then we start worshiping ourselves because I was able to get that. And that was my issue. My issue was that I was worshiping all sorts of things, but the only one that is worth of worshiping. And how did I discover that? Because the very same things that I used to worship were the very same things that betrayed me and threw me all the way up to the ground, down to the ground. Those very same things that I used to worship. My job, myself, the material things, my significant others, all these other things. All these other things I used to worship. How do you know what is that you worship? Well, what you think the most about. What you put all your effort towards. That's what you worship. If you're thinking about your job all day long, and you're putting all your energy and your effort in your job all day long, that's what you're worshiping. If you are thinking about your significant other all day long, and you're doing everything that you can to please your significant other, that's what you're worshiping. Now, the question is, is God pleased with that? I didn't know that. You see, there's a saying that says, no one knows how much you need God until he is all you got. And that's exactly where I found myself. I found myself in a position where I didn't have anything else but God. And for so many years, I thought I was in control of my life, but I wasn't. I thought I was, but I wasn't. Because I wasn't controlling my life as long as I was able to control things. But when certain things came into my life where I had no control of, then I realized I'm not controlling my life. Yeah, there you go. Good. That's good. That's good. So even though I was not under control of my life, I was still trying to control how to get out of not being in control of my life. <laughs> and I continued to do that on my own. And things kept getting worse and worse and worse. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But Christ is merciful, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And in spite of me, he gave his life for me. Mm -hmm. In spite of us, he gave his life for all of us. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And that is the difference. Mm -hmm. The difference is that now I'm worshiping who is worthy of that worship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Our creator. And I can see the difference between back then and now. Clearly, 
Because when I was saved, he took that veil off my eyes. And I start seeing things with a different eyesight. Mm. Things that I used to brag about. All of a sudden, I became a chain mob. Mm. How did that happen? Did I, did I make that change amount? No, I didn't. Something else did. Mm-hmm. You just don't wake up one day and decide to be a different person. It's impossible. Something else got to do that. Mm-hmm. And who else than our creator who sent his only son to die for us? And uh, so, why am I grateful? Well, I just say why. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, I am grateful because, because first and foremost, he saved me. I am grateful because I don't have to be depending on my own self to attain things. It's exhausting, man. Oh, man, it's exhausting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Instead, I now can lean on the Lord. Lord, I can do things through you, through the strength that you give me every day. Lord, I am nothing without you. Please help me within the process of living life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he's there. Mm-hmm. And I, when I came here to Lynchburg, it was honest to God, it was a leap of faith. Mm-hmm. Because I didn't know what I was going to come to. I gave up half of my salary to come over here. And I have a family to take care of. But it was one of those things. God is calling me. He is calling me. It's his will. I've been living my life outside of his will for 30 something years. Now it's time for me to take up on the direction that he's calling me to. And that's why I'm grateful. Because I know he's there for me. And he will continue to take care of me. As long as I continue to depend on his strength. Praise God. Woo. Oh, oh. Thank you, bro. That's awesome. That's awesome. Thank you, bro. That's awesome. That's awesome. You can tell he has some preaching of nothing. <laughs> Praise God. Praise God. We have a lot of people in this body who um, have great testimonies and can, and can proclaim the word of God, which is great. Now, Edwada cannot pay back God. There is no payback for what God has done for him. But he can be grateful. There's no payback for what God has done for us. But we can be grateful. Let's look at um, the scripture. And let's go to Luke chapter 8. Let's go there. And we'll close out in two different um, areas here. Let's start in verse 1 of chapter 8 of Luke. Now we have here just a biblical account of something that God has done for someone and for some people. Do they show any gratitude at all? Because we're talking about gratitude today. Are we going to show gratitude? Soon afterwards, he began, began going around from one city and village to another, proclaiming and preaching the kingdom of God. It's talking about Jesus. The twelve were with him, and some women who had been healed of evil spirits and sicknesses. So he has the twelve with him, and he has some women with him, 
who he has done some things for, and he, of course he did it for the 12 also, but these women, he had healed them of evil spirits and sicknesses. They were Mary, who was called Magdalene, from whom seven demons had gone out. And Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod Stewart, and Susanna, and many others who were contributing to their support out of their private means. So we have these women who are supporting the uh, entourage here to Jesus and his 12, they are helping to support. Now, they could have, like the nine, they could have, once they got healed, gone their way. But they didn't. They wanted to follow Jesus and say, what can we do that will be a blessing to you? And that's what Jim Johnson was saying, what can I do? Can I do a dance for you? Can I sing a song to you? What can I give you? What can I do for you? I'm so thankful for what you've done. What can I do? Now let's follow these women just a little bit, some of them. Let's go to Mark chapter 16. And I'll give you a backdrop before we hit verse 1 of 16. The backdrop is uh, in verse 15 here. Uh, we have, I'm going to just give you a backdrop. Don't turn to 15, but I'm going to give you, you stay at 16. Now, we have Jesus has been crucified. He's now, he's dead. Joseph, he gets him, uh, he asks Herod for his, uh, asks, asks Pilate for his, um, his body. And so it says in 43. And Pilate wondered if he had been dead in the time. And so he asked the centurion. The centurion said, yeah, he's dead. So he gave it to him. Joseph got him, wrapped him in a, in a cloth, put him in his tomb, his, a new tomb, his tomb, rolled a stone over the entrance. Verse 47 of 15, just before 16, says, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of Joseph, were looking on to see where they had laid him. So these women now, they, they, they were already at the crucifixion because it said they, were, they were watching from a distance. And then they, they, they followed Joseph to see where they're going to lay him because they wanted to come and anoint him with spices and perfume. So verse 16, uh, chapter 16, verse 1 says, when the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene and Mary, the mother of James and Salome, brought spices so that they might come to anoint him. They are still being appreciative to what he has done for them. Still. He's dead. He's dead. They are still doing something because they are appreciative. I want us to have that type of appreciation that we will do things that will please the Lord because Jesus 
after all, says, I always do those things that please the Father, always. That's in John 8, 29. And, and we know that we can't please him if we're in the flesh. Can't please him. That's Romans 8. When we know we can't please him without faith, that's Hebrews 11, 6. So, so we know that, that, that if we're going to please him, we have to walk in the spirit. And we have to uh, really have faith. These women really are, are, are just magnificent. They're magnificent. And that's what I want to be, have an attitude like Mary Magdalene, like Mary, the mother of James. I want to have that type of attitude that I want to always be looking to serve, to serve, to be a blessing. And we know that we can be a blessing to Jesus if we are blessed, if we will be a blessing to his body. Is that right? We know we'll be a blessing to Jesus and please him if we'll be a blessing to those who are not yet saved. Right? He died for the sins of the world, so he doesn't want us to be have our little kumbaya in the church building, does he? Huh? He wants others to come in. So that means we have to go out and get the others. Just like somebody went out and got us. We can show that attitude of gratitude. Now, it doesn't stop there, though. Very early on the first day of the week, they came to the tomb when the sun had risen. Where were the 12? Where were they? They were saying to one another, well, who will roll the stone away? Because you know, it, it, it's, it's the women now. Who's going to roll the stone away? Looking up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, although it was extremely large. And in the tomb, they saw a young man sitting at the right, wearing a white robe, and they were amazed. And he said to them, do not be amazed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who has been crucified. He has risen. He is not here. Behold, here is the place where they laid him. Go tell his disciples and Peter, he is going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him, just as he told you. They went out and fled from the tomb, for trembling and astonishment had gripped them. And they said nothing to anyone, for they were afraid. Now, after he had risen early in the first day of the week, he first appeared to, come on, Mary Magdalene, whom he had cast out seven demons. Why would he have appeared to them, her, her? And we know another occasion said it was more than with her. Why would he appear to her? She's there in his presence. She's there. See, the 12, was, they couldn't see him because they weren't there. You see? You have to be present. You have to be on deck. You have to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, walking in the Spirit. If you're going to see things happen, you have to be at the right place. Be at the sprout where the glory comes out, as they say. You're going to have to be somewhere. You can't be just, you know, come on. Yeah. She went and reported to uh, those who had been with them while they were mourning and weeping. And they should have been rejoicing because he had already told them that he was going to rise again. Right? 
So they were in doubt. When they heard that he was alive and had been seen by her, they refused to believe it. Why would he appear to her? I mean, who was using his She had demons in her. You know, come on. You don't know who we are. We're the 12. Do you realize that God is no respect of person? He will show you greater mighty things if you're in his presence. He will. And I say we need to be grateful today. We need to be grateful for what he's done. And, and let, me, let me end at another. If you are not yet saved today, if you are on a fence or something, you know, where you, you know, you gave your life to Christ once upon a time when you were a little, you know, wee, wee bit of a thing, and then you said, well, I'm saved, but you don't have any fruit whatsoever, no fruit, no fruit, no fruit, like I was, no fruit whatsoever. Let me tell you, you have to give thanks also. In Romans chapter 1, let's end there, Romans chapter 1. In Romans chapter 1, let's look at verse 18. It says, for the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth and unrighteousness. Verse 19. Because that which is known about God is evident with them, in them. You mean that, that, that what's known about God is evident with the not yet saved? Yes, because that God made it evident to them. For since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal power and divine nature have been clearly seen, being understood through what he has made, so that they are without excuse. So no one has an excuse. Well, I didn't know God. Well, he says that it's clearly seen. For even though they knew God, they did not. Honor God as God, all, what's those two words? Give thanks. Why didn't they give thanks? They weren't even like, uh, Wallace said they weren't even thinking about a God. They were thinking about themselves. They're not thinking about no God. But I'm telling you what, everything, is, that everything about God is clearly seen. And, and none of us is going to be without excuse. So if you're not yet saved here, or you're walking on the fence, or you're not, uh, you haven't renewed your relationship with Christ, now is the day, now is the time, because I'm going to tell you, we need to glorify God for who he is because he is the creator. He's the one who set everything into motion. If you could count the stars and you can't because there's, there are too many out there, you don't even have the apparatus to see all the stars. So therefore, he, he's put it there for us. For us. Everything is made. He put it there for us. And he can call all of them by name. Every single last one of them, he can call them by name. He can tell the birds to come, and they'll come. Go, and they'll come. He can, he can do whatever. He can tell the water to divide, and it'll divide. This is God we're talking about. And I say we need to be thankful regardless of who we are today. We need to be thankful. We need to show our thanks. So here's an assignment. Some of you might not ever see again, but here's an assignment. I want you to start showing more gratitude, more thanks to those God has put around you. It can start with the little ones. Be thankful. Be thankful. 
The young adults, be thankful. The older adults, be thankful. To those God is putting to your path, be thankful. Don't try to repay people because that doesn't work. There's no payback <laughs> for what someone does because they're doing it out of love. Jesus did it out of love. You can't pay him back. So all we ask you to do is just be grateful. You can be grateful. And see, sometimes what we want to do, somebody invite us to dinner, we invite them to dinner. Somebody cut our grass, we cut their grass. See, we don't want anybody to, we don't want to owe them anything, see, because, see, uh, when, I get, when I get sick of you, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to leave you, <laughs> and I don't want to owe you anything. You know what I'm That's the kind of attitude we have, see. But God doesn't have that attitude. God said, I'll never leave you. I'll never say, we always can be grateful to the people put, you know, God put across our path. Just the little simple things that people do for us, we can be grateful and remember those things. Because it helps us move from where we are to move where God has us. That's your assignment. Be grateful. So I want you to um, put up your antennas and start trying to recognize what someone's doing for you. And then be grateful. Now, grateful is not just saying, in my heart, I'm grateful. No, it's doing things. It's saying things. Right? That's what I want you to do. Is that an okay assignment? Is it a biblical assignment? Let's stand. We really appreciate our guest today, and also the body of Christ. You know, it's, it's such a, just, just to have you here, it's a, I'm grateful. I am, I'm grateful. When I see you, I'm grateful because I have eyes to see. I'm grateful. 